It's because the entire economy has been ravaged by one time traveler coming back and selling everything from all possible times. It's a real problem. You should find out how much you get paid for beating up the robot. He has metal joints. Mine are all bad and stringy. And I've already gotten beaten up twice in the last month. Oh, yeah, that you have. That you have. Theme song, I guess. Okay, actual theme song. Hello, Internet, and welcome back to Draft the Universe. This is the Nerdfight Battle Royal. This is the podcast where we pick a topic, pick our favorites, and then fight to the death, or maybe just for bragging rights. I'm Jafar. I'm Chris. And I'm a level 8, Ben. Oh, you leveled up. Congratulations. Yes, you know, speaking of leveling up, it just occurred to me that I haven't said Royal Rumble in a long time. Really? That's true. Yeah, it's been, I've had a really good streak of But managing. you have been pronouncing it Battle Royal and not Battle Royale. It's true. That's, that's fine. That's because Royale is French. Yeah. Well, but he was he, in the beginning, he was very worried about, for some reason, getting sued by the WWE. Well, I mean, I'm still going to... They don't own the, the rights to that word. We're still, I'm still going to bleep out Royal Rumble here in the edit, so... <laughs> <laughs> I guess you just volunteered to do this one, huh? Oh, I did the last one. Come on, guys. <laughs> Anyways... We're here today to debate our favorite role-playing games, so if you're just joining us, I suggest going back and listening to last week's episode where we picked our favorites, and now we're at the point where we fight to the death. Yep. And if or you're just joining us race. after uh, last week's episode, um, really, if you've been listening all along, welcome back to where we started, kind of. <laughs> Got a little weird there. Um, along along the road, eh, that's uh, what it is. And now we're, we're, I think we're firmly back in Nerdland. It's true. It's pretty firm Nerdland territory here. Firm Nerdland sounds like the name of a sick rap album. Ooh, Firm Nerdland. I'm yeah. gonna <laughs> I'm gonna text that to MC. I don't like MC R Richie Branson. I'm gonna text that to Richie Branson. I don't know. Firm Nerdland quick. sounds like a bad character in an, a fantasy novel. It might actually already be a Mega Ran album. Yeah, who knows? He's got a bunch. That's true. He's yeah. very prolific, that guy. So anyways, uh, we're going to go ahead. Do you want to get straight to the debate, guys? Um, well, first I want to find out, Chris, you made a, a proclamation last week that you were going to attempt to play through some of your games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> did that happen? No, it did not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that when you get older, you have less time for video games. Yeah. <laughs> okay, now, more importantly, how is Gregory doing? 
I still have not played Red Dead since last time, and people will will probably not know what you're talking about because you stuck my beautiful goddamn horse at the end of the episode <laughs> after the credits music, and people don't generally speak. I even know put that it, there is things behind the credits music, Ben. I well, I did that because I edited that episode. Oh y- yeah, Jafer, you can point that vitriol over here, sir. One and two. I even put in the episode description, it's the one with the dead horse button, because I figured if anything was going to get you to listen through the entire episode, besides there being six minutes after we're done, yeah, <laughs> it might be the phrase dead horse button. That seems interesting enough to get my attention. Yeah. We've got more stuff hidden at the end of our episodes than like all of the... like. All of the Beatles albums combined. Um, <laughs> At this point, we've got over 60 hours of podcast published to the internet. That's, yes. It's probably fair to say that at least one hour of that is things that we recorded, but then stuck after our own credits just because we wanted to reward the people who listened all the way. And how many episodes did we make until we explicitly told people that it was there? A bunch. A bunch. A bunch. I mean, but I, I, I think know. we like I soft think a lot of referenced people. it around episode yeah. 14 or 15. There was yeah. like a someone called out button material, and then it's like it's not button material if we keep going, and then we <laughs> kept going, and it's kind of like a lot signaling. of people just let the podcast play to the end. I don't know that that's the case. I've we will never find out. We turned off a out. podcast before it was done. Really? I skip. <laughs> I skip ten a bunch when I hit stuff. Yeah, I skip. I skip a bunch of ads. Yeah, um, I've never listened to the ad section of an Adventure Zone. Not oh. a single one. I've never heard a billboard or priority one or whatever they call them. I skip- oh, some of those are real funny. I s- I've skipped every single one. So you don't know about the warm honeyed bosom. No, oh, no, no. no. Uh, great, greatest Gen is the only exception. I always listen to uh, the, them in uh, Greatest Gen. Hashtag fuck Raz if you happen to be listening. Hashtag uh, Team Milwaukee. Because a feud between two people ended up being a three-way fight between them and a city. <laughs> I don't listen good. to this podcast. It's, it's feel, a good time. It's a good I feel time. weird now. It's okay. Uh, but shout out. Uh, to the greatest generation, which is the podcast that we're referencing. If you don't listen, uh, you'll notice that uh, at least I feel like half of my humor comes from that podcast. Yes, so. it's a very. If you like Star Trek, it's a very good podcast. Yeah. Uh, what if you like Dune? Uh, you should start one, Chris. You should start another podcast. Greatest generation and, and be about Dune. <laughs> I think they might. Ha- there's so many subgroups. I don't even want. To know. There's probably a Dune one. Anyways, like. Dune Buddies? Like a playoff of Dune Buggies? Ooh, Dune Buddies. It could be about two friends, one who knows a lot about Dune, and one who's never read it. Oh, okay. Making their way through Dune. So, so you guys, do you guys want to play like rock, paper, scissors for this now? Uh, hard no. No, no I'm, I'm going <laughs> to pass. You guys don't support my art. <laughs> That's we what tried. makes it avant-garde. If we supported it, then you'd just be mainstream and sold out. Yeah, we don't I want, want to, to be mainstream and sold out, Ben. <laughs> That's how you make money. Why do you think I, I why do you think I do fake ads on our podcast all the time to try and prove our value? <laughs> <laughs> One day we'll have real ads. 
One so, day. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring our attention to here. We have a PS1 era jewel case. It looks like a four disc version. Yeah. That I believe to be full of criteria. And yes. it's even got the uh, green bordered greatest hits with the red font. Oh, yeah. You just don't see that that much and anymore. And it's got the Draft the Universe logo on it. So that's oh, nice. Oh, there were greatest hits for us. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, yeah. So who is matching up first? Jaffer? The first match is Chris versus Jaffer. All right. All right. Well, uh, oh, and we should mention, uh, because it feels like we've gone maybe half of the entire podcast forgetting, uh, we always have a thematic thing that we're taking our criterias out of. It just seems like half the episodes we forget to mention what it is. Eh, it's fine. <laughs> I try, but then you guys have never seen seven. <laughs> hey, okay. You know what? I have. I'll, I I'll add it to the joint Voodoo account yeah. so that we can watch down in the bunker. Okay. I made seven movie references in that episode. I counted, and one of you had not seen every single one of them. By the way, how much are we getting for that native advertising you're doing for Voodoo? <laughs> uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Lovely. Okay, so who, I will. Who who's handling us? Who's our manager? Uh, the draft master. Yeah, the draft master is the the manager. I just handle guest relations. So the draft master is a computer. Yeah, yeah, I know. We thought it would be like Google Assistant. It's not. It's not. It is not. It is no. not. Okay. It's more like so. I am reaching in Google to disturb. <laughs> okay. To the jewel case, and we lock them. You in. have to lock them in first. I was really hoping we were going to get the criteria beforehand. Nope. Just the ones. It's been a long time. Yeah. Chris? One of, the, one of these says we should do... We should play our original format. Because, man, was that fucking long. <laughs> do you remember that? Yeah. We would do fucking three criteria for each fucking match. So, um, I came over to the bunker, but before I did, I was having a conversation with my wife and her... One of her best friends... Mm -hmm. And she was like, oh, how's the podcast going? You're recording still? It's like, yeah. It's like, you guys have been doing that for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, we've been doing it for over a year now. She's like, wow, how has the format changed? And I'm just like, well, let me tell you. Because, <laughs> whew, some changes. Ch-ch-ch-ch-changes. face the strange. Ch-ch-changes. See, when Don't. I start singing, you guys never back me up. You Don't want to be without sing, a man. You always sing bad stuff. Time can't change me. But I can't, can't change, change time. time. All right, I Chris, said lock it time in. Time can't change me. But I can't change time. I choose Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Fuck it. We'll just go all out. I'll choose Final Fantasy VI. Oh, it's on. Drop them on the table, boys. All right. It's time. I've had this debate. I'm more prepared for this debate than literally any other debate in my life because I've had this debate with our mutual friend Jay more times than I can possibly remember. Okay. Ben, what's the criteria? What's the criteria. What's, what's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result? This is not the same thing. No, I'm just saying, like, arguing with Jay. <laughs> it's not really arguing. It was espousing the strengths and weaknesses of yeah. Egypt. It's fine. Which game has the better soundtrack? Chris? So, Final Fantasy VII was the first Final Fantasy game on the PlayStation. Yes. Mm -hmm. It was also the first Final Fantasy game with... Uh, 
like wave for wave files for uh, I think it was wave files. Um, CD quality audio is 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 what you get with Final Fantasy VII. Um, in addition, I think that Nobuo Uematsu uh, did hits, both these games. Did both these games? Yes, I think he hits his stride uh, right out of the gate in the PlayStation era. I'm gonna. I'm even gonna say that, like, I think with the exception of maybe one song in Final Fantasy IX, um, the place I will return to one day, which is a fantastic little song. Um, are you familiar? Uh, yeah, that's, I that's actually. The, I think they played that at the Final Fantasy concert I went to. Oh yeah, a that's, couple that's, weeks ago. That's the one that goes da 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 da. Regardless, um, I think. From the very beginning of Final Fantasy VII, as you're coming in on that train, you get like you hear the orchestral swells as the the logo shows up, and then it gets right down into the uh, like right as you're uh, you're storming that first uh, Mako reactor. Um, the entire experience of playing that first little bit of Final Fantasy VII is so polished and so great and to put yourself back in the shoes of somebody playing it for the first time. Um, like so overwhelmingly new and awesome, uh, that I think that that soundtrack is one that leaves itself kind of indelibly ingrained on your memory. All right. Jafar. If he hit his stride in the PlayStation era, it was only coming off of the absolute high. That was the music in final fantasy six. Um, it's got fantastic bits of music um, all around from, you know, like real somber stuff to heavy action. But the one thing Final Fantasy VI has that no other Final Fantasy has is a fully orchestrated 28-minute opera. What? Yeah. There's an opera in that game? There's an opera in that game. Okay. It's awesome. Like, you can find uh, versions of it that have been at, um, is it Distant Worlds is the fully orchestrated? Yeah. There's two sets of Final Fantasy traveling concerts. One is fully orchestrated. One is a stripped down, smaller ensemble. Mm -hmm. The fully orchestrated does it with a full choir and opera singers, and they'll do the whole thing. And it is awesome. 100% worth your time. Okay. And that was on a SNES cartridge? Yeah. I mean, it's chiptune in the cartridge, because yeah. obviously technological limits. Right. Um, but they had already like recorded full versions of it and released them before Final Fantasy VII had even come out. Is the rest of the game seven minutes long? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. It's worth noting here... Um, They've done some pretty impressive things with regards to the music on the PlayStation gener Generation Final Fantasies, but even before then. But, like, just to give you an idea, the soundtrack for Final Fantasy VIII is exactly the same number of discs as the game is. It's yeah. four discs. And that leaves you to wonder, how did they get the rest of the game onto it? <laughs> <laughs> that is so crazy to me. Yeah. Um, well, before I cast my judgment, I want to say, for me personally... There is one game, and one game only, that I have purchased the soundtrack for, and that is one of my games, uh, Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Mm -hmm. uh, so, who did the music for Was it Williams? I did the don't music for recall that one? off the top of my head. Okay. 
Um, not John. No. To be clear. Uh, <laughs> but, um, there's a video game computer. Com, uh, is it Henry or something? I'm trying to remember. Did you say computer? <laughs> he did say computer. Uh, Sorry. Um, <laughs> confusers are parts of neural networks, so there's something that I've been working with lately. Apologies. My wires are getting crossed. <laughs> so you're confusing your confusers? I'm confusing my confusers. Okay. Well, compose yourself. Uh, Jeremy Soule did the music yes. for Oblivion. Yes. Take a moment. Just arrange your thoughts. It's a Chris, it's not his forte. Okay. So, just, I have to say, I know both of these are games where the music is important. I know most game series do not get traveling uh, orchestras playing their stuff. It's mm-hmm. true. But one of these games has an opera? Jafar wins. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> It has an opera longer than a standard TV show. Yeah. Okay. It's Having never but, really listened to the music of either of these games, I have to p- go based on your sales pitches. Opera. <laughs> <laughs> do you like opera? I mean, I, I enjoy some of it. I, okay. I, I do listen to Wagner at work sometimes. Okay. Mozart. All right. All right, the next match is Jafar versus Ben. All right. So you lock Re- it in? Yeah. Um. I think I will take Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. Okay. Getting those full motion video cutscenes in there. Yeah, gotta love those. They're <sighs> so bad. So good, so bad. I haven't uh, played this game. I haven't seen it, so some. Oh, you need to look. Okay, at these. some exploration might be necessary. That's but, fine. But, but before we before we do that, yeah, um, I'll I'll cue something up while. Uh, I'll go with my number one pick: Ogre Battle sixty four, a person of lordly caliber. Really good name for a game. That's a lot of. It's a lot of name for a game. Oh, but yeah. it's a good name. <laughs> One of those rare before Kingdom Hearts games that has a Kingdom Hearts level uh, title. Oh, I mean, Atlas doesn't fuck around. <laughs> yeah. So now that we're back from our break and watching Chris, some great full motion video cuts, Chris scenes. has had a chance to experience an important part of both Ben and I's childhood. Oh, yeah. Just the quality. <laughs> the quality the of quality. all parts. I mean, to remember, this is like on a Doom era video game, so... Yeah, no, absolutely. It's great for what it is. <laughs> Two CD-ROMs, man. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Let's hear that, uh, let's hear the criteria. All right. You are transported through magics <laughs> into your game. How do you survive? Okay, so, um, I got some questions about this scenario in order to properly answer this question. Okay. Am I just me, or am I Star Wars version of me? <laughs> like, when I port over, do I get, like, a lightsaber and force powers? And, like, what's going on? Like, I'm, I'm going to apply the same stipulation to both of you. Yeah. Uh, as, as I would only expect. No. <laughs> you do not get any of those things, unless you can, with your own cunningness, take them. Okay. Well... <laughs> I got some good things going for me here. Okay. Um, Star Wars, um, 
mostly, almost all combat, especially uh, Jedi Knight, takes place in the Empire era. Mm-hmm. Um, so almost all combat is gun-based, and almost everyone who will try to shoot me is a stormtrooper, so I am invulnerable. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Yes. That's that's sound logic. Stormtroopers can't hit anything. I'm going to be fine. It tracks, it tracks so far. Yes. Um, so I've got that going for me. Um, I speak the same language as absolutely everyone in the universe, except for Wookiees, which is cool. Um, Provided common is English. And, yes. and huts. But I mean, English is the language of common, so yeah. it's safe to assume. Yeah. Yeah, the huts have their own language. There's a little bit here and there, but for the most part, I'm able to communicate. I'm mm-hmm. able to not get hit by lasers. And we know that, like, modern jobs exist in star wars like i have experience in it and computers that is relevant to me being able to get something to make a way in my life uh (laughs) provided there are any similarities yeah that's fair i mean we see circuits and stuff like we see computers get blown open and it looks like at the very least to be honest, like it's DOS based, so <laughs> it, I would say that there's an awful lot of um, of, of mechanical uh, features in these systems, yeah. like like levers to be pulled or or things to twist um, or insert or remove. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So I mean, I feel comfortable with that. Okay. You know, like I do amateur woodwork. You know, I've been making wood puzzles lately and stuff. Like, I know how to, like, operate a drill press. That's the same as pulling a lever. That would be more important if you went to TOS, where all the computers were made out of wooden string. It's Uh, true. (laughs) So, I mean, I'm not like... In Star Wars, you have to deal with the fact that all these astromech droids are here taking our jobs! Yeah, I mean, that's why you repair the astromech droids. That's a strong... Yeah, that's a strong point. Um, Okay. Regardless, I I feel like I've got enough relevant life experience where I could live a pretty standard life in the Star Wars universe where I wouldn't have to worry about... Like, I'm not, like, Force-sensitive because I'm just me, so I don't have to worry about, like, Unky Vader coming down on my ass. At a bare minimum, you could at least hollow out a droid and live inside of it. Yeah. Yeah, Um, This isn't the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie because that is illegal in that one and that is why Rob Schneider goes back to jail. Okay. Okay. Then. (laughs) (laughs) That is a thing that happens. (sighs) I had to rewatch that movie for this podcast and it is now with me forever. (laughs) All right, Ben. You are transported through magic into your game. How do you survive? Well... I have a few uh, advantages here. One, this is a medieval high fantasy world where I don't have magical abilities, but there are also just, you know, knights and paladins and stuff running around uh, swinging swords. I did Hema for a long time. I did a lot of uh, uh, LARP combat before that. That was full contact. I know how to use a sword, at least more than the average person from our time period. Um, yeah, it's safe to say you could f- be among the best 500 people alive with a sword, maybe thousand. I'm, I'm not going to say that high, but if you put me in a room with a well, hundred random people, I mean, people, who, I feel like I could probably one on one beat everybody in that room. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Okay. I mean, yeah, I guess sample size, other LARPs, probably I, we can definitively say 
you're in the what top hundred thousand sword fighters currently alive? I mean, there was a point where I was in the what top one hundred uh, synthetic uh, longsword fighters in the world. Yeah, it's so a like, very small sample size, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you got a shot. You're yeah. Dece. Uh, so I mean, I'm not going to be able. You're to... You're not Jamie Lannister. I'm, but I'm not going to be you know doing good. movie shit, but yeah, I can I can hit somebody with a sword, and fortunately for me. This is a magical world where people can be brought back from the dead. So, if, <laughs> okay. if I, you know, go in and I join, uh, you know, Magnus's army fighting for, uh, uh, for the freedom of the, uh, of, the, of the people, and I get killed, they just take me to a witch, pay some gold, and I'm back. Hmm. Okay. And if they don't, there are also undead characters, and those can still level up. So I can come back as a ghost or a zombie and still keep fighting my way and leveling up. If you come back as a ghost or a vampire, is it a sexy ghost? Uh, no, it's your stereotypical like bedsheet ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's just disappointing. I mean, it depends on what your thing is. Well, my thing Does is being sexy a ghost. ghost count as surviving. I mean, <laughs> I I'm just gonna throw that out there. If it's a sexy ghost, I would say yeah. Okay. Like the one that lady in England married. <laughs> or like maybe one one quarter the plot of any randomly selected Anne Rice book. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Hey, don't you yuck my yums. Uh, if it's Anne Rice, I will. <laughs> now, right. if you're a ghost, do you get trapped in a candle? No, I'm not that kind of ghost. Okay, good. I don't get to have sexy times with Dr. Beverly Crusher. Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> All right, continue. <laughs> There's an episode of Star Trek where Dr. Crusher fucks a candle. <laughs> well, she fucks, a, <laughs> she fucks a ghost that lives in a candle. It's different than fucking a candle. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I may have worded that poorly. <laughs> you know what? Usually I'm the person who uh, pushes our podcast right to the brink of that cliff and over it. But it's, uh, it's a nice feeling when I'm not. <laughs> just get to watch it happen. Just get to watch it happen. Merry Christmas. I got that for you, Chris. Okay. Um, so I think that one of you, one of you has... Uh, a more fanciful version, um, Ben, you're, you're imagining getting right into the fray of that, uh, getting a weapon, battling alongside your childhood uh, companions. Uh, that's all noble. Um, you might be really good with a sword, but I'm imagining that there are some ogres in that, aren't there? Well, yeah, but you, you don't fight anybody alone. You get put into units. What's the uh, full title of that game again? Ogre Battle 64, colon. A person of lordly caliber. A person of lordly caliber. And that is Magnus Gallant. He's the guy in charge. He's not just going to send me out there by myself. He's a good commander. Regardless, you pitched yourself as a soldier. Jafar pitched himself as IT. (laughs) I think that he's got a better better odds of surviving. I know not to take that Death Star job. (laughs) It's not worth the money. Ah, that's bullshit. There, There are revives in mine. I don't need them. I, stormtroopers can't hit me. No, but <laughs> I feel like a star destroyer could glass the planet. I feel like we're getting into a weird, like, like semantic debate over like if you are revived, does that count as you have survived? Really? Yes, it does. <laughs> All right. If it takes a counter in your theoretical stat book that is titled "Times I Have Died," <laughs> hard to say. 
Alright, next match it's is bullshit. Ben versus Chris. Fucking bullshit. So just lock them in, boys. Alright. Sun, Sun, Mr. Golden Sun, kill my enemies. I'm taking Golden Sun. I started with seven. I'll be moving right on to eight. Final Fantasy VIII. Alright. I've played both of these games. So, we've got that going. And I have an opinion on this criteria natively. Oh boy. Which I will try to avoid <laughs> for the sake of the game. Okay. Uh, the, your criteria is, I mean guys, but really, which game is more fun? So, Golden Sun mm-hmm. is possibly one of the best games for the Game Boy Advanced, which is saying something. There are a lot of great games for that system. Yeah, there were those uh, Dragon Ball Z RPGs that were a lot of fun. And I sunk a ton of hours into Advance Wars. Advance uh, Wars is great. Are you being serious about those Dragon Ball yeah, RPGs? Those, yeah, they're actually pretty fun. Okay. <laughs> There's like two or three of them. Yeah. I think I only played two. There might have been like three or four. Who knows? There are always more Dragon Ball games than you think there are. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, no shortage of Dragon Ball <laughs> games. And the problem is the quality va- varies so widely that it's, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It, it's, Are you it's getting difficult. Bodokai Tenchi 2? Are you getting Bodokai Tenchi 3? <laughs> Which one is it going to be? <laughs> Which one's the good one? <laughs> Nobody knows anymore. <laughs> yeah. But with Golden Sun, you are getting an amazing, classic uh, RPG experience. You get the... The story of, you know, bad guys trying to bring evil back into the world. Mm-hmm. You get a couple of young novices trying to save the world, and they're the only people who can protect it. Yeah, you man. get weird, fun uh, labyrinth missions where you are kind of playing a game show for uh, a weird local lord who won't let you leave until you go through all the rooms, and then you get judged based on how you do. You know, you get the weird, fun Japanese RPG stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Plus, you collect all these different uh, uh, jin that give you all the powers you you use, and that's always fun because there's a nice collecting, you know, uh, element to it. Yeah. And then it Final ends. Final Fantasy VIII knows some things about collecting. Continue. Yeah. Then it ends with you fighting a two-headed dragon on the top of a lighthouse, and it's kick ass. All right, Chris. Cool. Um, so I'm going to highlight a couple of things first that I don't intend to make my argument upon. Okay. Um, just kind of some some highlights of the rest of the game. Uh, number one, and this really relies that you put yourself back into the shoes that you were in uh, when this game came out. Uh, Are those shoes Velcro, Chris? Gun blades. <laughs> yeah. To an adult, hideously inefficient. To you, when you first played that game... The coolest fucking thing you've ever seen. As someone who is both proficient in firing a gun and fighting with a sword, the last thing I want on the universe is them on one handle. (laughs) You didn't think that way when you were young. No, no, I didn't. Inhabit your childhood self a little bit. Um, Also, you get to go to the moon? Um, now I know why Chris likes this game. It's a space station, <laughs> really, I guess. Um, you get there on a Saturn V. You have the the very first hints of what would later be the sphere grid system in the junction system, which I think is just like a really cool novel way to uh, to do to do something that had 
by the point of time of, of Final Fantasy VII, like, arguably kind of run its course, right? And I think that, like, going forward from that point, like, you really don't see the same kind of systems anymore, and they keep trying to take more and more chances with it. The junction system is interesting. It forces you to make choices with your characters and forces you to invest in summons, which is something that could very easily get lost in earlier games. Um, but these are all things that I'm not making my point on. Okay. My point is going to rest solely on the fact that Final Fantasy VIII has the single best card game ever put yeah. into a yeah. goddamn video game. Say Triple it. Triad! Chris, Chris gets the point, Triple Triad. <laughs> yes! <laughs> That's uh, bullshit. <laughs> One, have you played Went. Triple Triad? Gwent is the most fun card game in any video game ever. Um, I've played a shit ton of Gwent, and I've played a shit ton of Triple Triad. I still go back and play Triple Triad, and I've <laughs> thrown money at Gwent. <laughs> and not like... $10 money at Gwent. I've thrown money at Gwent, and I still go back and play Triple Triad. <laughs> Literally, if there was a Triple Triad app that was workable and reliable for my phone, because there was one for like 30 seconds and it sucked, mm -hmm. I would be playing Triple Triad instead of Sudoku every day on my uh, work constitutionals. Your regular breaks? My regular breaks, yes. <laughs> Orange affairs, as we used to call them. Let's not get into that, shall we? <laughs> That is fucking bullshit. No, dude, Triple Triad's great. The greatest part about... I'm talking about the core gameplay mechanics here. <laughs> the greatest part about Triple Triad is that while later games kind of eschewed the concept that you could get some sort of in-game value from it, Triple Triad was willing to let you, um, and you could more or less grind for things by playing the game, which was itself excellent. Truth. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of the first round. Um, I'm currently Lots sitting at two points. Lots of bullshit going on in here. Chris has one point, and Ben's got nothing. I the next match lose to non-core gameplay mechanics, and the fact that I can get revived somehow means that my death is death is more certain. Well, you put yourself in the line of danger to the point of needing a revive. You dreamed too big on that one. Also, I fucking love Golden Sun. Um... The uh, friendship between Isaac and... Garrett? Yes, uh, Garrett is an awesome story uh, that works its way through their traveling adventures in Golden Sun. Um, the Jin system is the perfect combination of Final Fantasy summons and Pokemon. Um, it is awesome. It's one of my favorite games of all time, and I love it. But Triple Triad. <laughs> But Triple Triad. <laughs> I literally got a Final Fantasy XIV subscription just for Triple Triad at one point. <laughs> and it was just like an add-on. It wasn't even part of the thing. You just got it. That's fucked up. Triple Triad's that good, Ben. Have you played Triple Triad? I have not. We need to get a Triple... Like, they make Triple Triad. I have triad. Gwent decks. I you know. should... <laughs> I think that the... Uh, so, so, Triple Triad... <laughs> I know, I got them for you for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. They're <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Triple Triad might be unique in that I don't think it's possible as... Okay, so Pokemon, the card game, the the Game Boy game <laughs> might be the only other thing. But basically, it's, it's a card game that you really can only play in the video game itself. Like, most of the rules. Most, Af after yeah. you get off the first disc, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. First disc, just standard rules, triple triad. Yeah. You could play. You but, could play in person. But it requires you, like, playing for keeps and winning cards off of your opponents. Yeah. And, and that's hard to do in real life. Well, we just 
get a limited card pool and distribute it properly and then we should keeps we should turn this into like a deck building game okay yeah fair versus chris is the next match make your picks you bastards i'm gonna take pokemon red and blue and green and yellow okay what's the next item on my list um you have witcher 3 legend of mana and kingdom hearts I'll just keep going on the, the list then. Witcher you, 3. Well, you went first and then last, so you're going second, Witcher 3? Okay. Yeah, I'm trying... I'm, there's there's some method to my madness here. Figure out the answer, and you can be a winner. Okay. Is that, that method that... Your next pick you, is Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> my, my picks are part of an alternate reality game. Okay. Or you just didn't do any be, research and are just going yet through. To be designed. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to check the back half of this jewel case. Unravel my secret. Pack. Yeah, we've moved past the first disc. It's a good job. Okay. Ah, oh, dang. Okay. How would Bethesda ruin your game? <laughs> Give me up to 76 reasons. <laughs> this one's a little topical. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. So, how Bethesda ruins Pokemon, right? Mm-hmm. So, we're going to make it an online persistent world. You can have that too, Chris. It's okay. I'm willing to share. Okay. Um, and what we're going to do is, instead of catching Pokemon, which is what you thought you were going to do in the game, we're instead going to let you build Pokeballs from scavenged material. And then, after you fight a bunch of monsters from fallout four then you can trade them in to a vending machine npc that is not a real person it is an actual vending machine that gives you pokemon you can't use them to fight or anything but you get them they're like world of warcraft pets yeah although you can use those to fight yeah well that sounds horrible jafer yeah it does Mm -hmm. chris fallout 76 you're gay um well, Ben, you know all of the lovely dialogue of uh, The Witcher 3? Yes. Um, just l- tons of options. And I would say that as opposed to games like like Fallout 4, and really Fallout 4, uh, you know your intentions when you're selecting lines of dialogue. Geralt is a character that you feel like you inhabit. You know his motivations. He, you yes, get to he pers- wants to play some Gwent. <laughs> <laughs> but you get to personalize him, right? Um, and you get to you get to have control over that, and the story unfolds in these masterfully written scenes of dialogue. Um, and the characters, of course, right? The characters are excellent, right? Um, you've got strong characters of all shapes and sizes. Um, you've got a pretty good representation of characters who are, you know, straight and gay and male and female. And it's, uh, it's pretty inclusive for, for a video game. Do you know how you ruin all of that, Ben? How you drop a nuclear bomb on it. (laughs) Oh, hold on. Hold on. Um, we're patching my game right now. Okay. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and patch, uh, Bethesda's Pokemon red and blue. Um, and we're adding in a fishing mini game. Oh. So after you download this 58 gig patch, what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to cast a fishing line into waters, which will then pull out creatures from Fallout 4 for you to fight so that you can collect 
standard items to trade into an NPC vending machine to catch more Pokemon. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Just hot off the presses here. Uh, the Witcher 3 just got patched. You know what's in it now, Ben? What? Power armor! <laughs> oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Pokemon Red and Blue Online by Bethesda just got patched again. And after this 97 gigabyte patch download, you'll be able to get armor for your horse. You don't have a horse and you have to pay $50 DLC to get it. The armor, not the horse. The horse is not in the game yet. It'll be in future content patches. I want my money back. <laughs> Congratulations. The Witcher 3 is not giving it to you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know what? So for a second, uh, I think I'm going to give I'm going to give the point to Judith Fair because I said power what? armor. I'm, I'm, just, I'm okay. taking I'm taking it. I said, oh, guess what? The Witcher 3 has power armor. <laughs> and fuck, man, that'd be so great. <laughs> I mean, You're all just just like fucking just like charging like a tank into battle. <laughs> I was just surprised you didn't just say, hey, you know what's great? You know, the Witcher 3, all of those these deeply written characters. You know what Bethesda does to it? No NPCs. <laughs> no NPCs, man. Nobody just standing around, pan, paran, pan, pan, paran. <laughs> Guard is everywhere singing that same goddamn song. <laughs> you just hear whistling like there's an NPC behind you, but you turn around and there never is. <sighs> okay. Next match is Ben versus Jafar. All right. And I will go first. All right. I'm going to go with Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. Fuck it, Skyrim. <laughs> All right. Okay. Your criteria. What is your favorite character or event from the game? The most epic pitch wins. So, the end of the game Oblivion has you run through a literal gate into hell into the capital city of, uh, of the Empire fighting... A god who has decided to invade the world. Is this is this the plot of Doom? Uh, I think this is the plot of Doom, too. Except it's Mars. Okay. And you have to race as this unkillable uh, death machine is marching through the streets to get an amulet to uh, Sean Bean so he can relight the beacon to send uh, send this Daedric prince back to... Uh, does Back that, to hell. She's gone to a for eight. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And so you are literally the only thing stopping the apocalypse as you just ran out of a giant portal to hell. <laughs> All right. So Ben is on the highway to hell, Jafar. So the end quest of Skyrim involves your character charging into literal heaven. Where a god is there eating all of the souls of all the fallen warriors to gather power so that he can destroy the world. Wait, is this true? Yeah, that's the end of Skyrim. They're the same game. Except one of them has Sean Bean. And one of them is shouting at fucking dragons. <laughs> He's right! I forgot about shouting at dragons! <laughs> Shout! Shout! Shout. Shout. Let it all out. No. Oh, wait. <laughs> Shout at the dragon. Shout. 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 Shout at the dragon. 
I was trying to go a little more on brand. <laughs> I don't know why, but these just... are the dragons I can do without. Come on. Just some, some I'm shouting sh- at you. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> You know how you can tell when you get the right, uh, the right judgment <laughs> when both sides sing afterwards. <laughs> Something about the way that you said "shouting at dragons" made me remember the basic absurdity of it. <laughs> Just like shout you spend a lot of dragons. that game learning how to shout at dragons. <laughs> it's like, hey, dragon, fuck off. <laughs> And you don't know what you're actually saying, so I'm guessing like it's that's my purse, and they just light on fire. <laughs> I I need to find. I'm sure it exists. There's a Skyrim mod that changes like Fusro Dada. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> if there's one that changes um, the dragons into Macho Man Randy Savage, which there is, and yes. there's also one that changes the dragons into Thomas the Tank oh, Engine. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's got to exist. I mean. Skyrim is the Wild West of modding. <laughs> I mean, before that, they did it all to oblivion, too. It's true. It's true. Um, but man, did Skyrim just dredge the depths of depravity in the human condition. <laughs> <laughs> I would say the only place more depraved than Skyrim is Second Life. Yeah. Mm. I assume Fallout 4. I haven't dug into the mods at all, but I assume they're they're there. So are you giving the point to Jafar? I'm giving the point to Jafar. Ah. I apologize, Ben. This is not a good uh, not a good week for for me judging for you, and I really apologize. But Jafar understands me on a personal level. <laughs> Sometimes you just need to remind Chris that he can shout at fucking dragons. It's the way of the world. Yeah, but There's in Oblivion, the- you can craft overpowered as fuck spells and kill a daedric prince there's a mod back up there's a mod ben where you literally have to shout in order to shout yeah no it was for connect yeah it was like on the standard launch version of it for xbox 360 you could actually shout all right the uh, last match before the finals is chris versus ben fuck all right Lock them in, boys. All right, what's the next one on my list? Uh, you got Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts. All right. Um, this is tough. Fallout New Vegas. All right, reaching into that jewel case. I'm going to need you both to write a free-form poem about an event in the story of your game. Let's cue that Poetry Corner music. back from our poetry break Chris alright this one is called Sora's Requiem not to be confused with the 17th entry in the Kingdom Hearts series okay 
On hollow bastions, hollowed heights, I jumped and swung, but missed my mark. And Valent Goofy and Donald Duck couldn't find a potion to save my life. Fuck those guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. Or oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. Thank you. Ben? Uh, this is called uh, Betrayed by Chandler. Okay. Hmm. Shot in the head by Matthew Perry. Set on a course of revenge by Odo. But damn, guys, Cazadors are scary. Don't go north from Prim. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You're level two with six rounds for your gun. Turn around, courier, and run, run, run. They buzz over the hills, even Deathclaw's part. Truth is, this game was rigged from the start. Oh! Oh, I gotta give that to Ben. That was lovely. <sighs> Don't go north from Prim. It's yeah. just Cazadors and Deathclaws. It's bad news up there. All right. Well, that is the end. How how fitting of that, the rounds that Donald and Goofy could let me down <laughs> one last <laughs> one time. last time. <laughs> uh, it won't be the last time. Kingdom Hearts three. No. Oh, are they in it? <laughs> I assume. I, I was I was bet I was betting that for the first maybe ten hours of that game you're gonna play as just fucking Woody or something <laughs> something some ter terrible tutorial town yeah oh god Kingdom Hearts two you never started anyways that's the end uh, round uh, rounds one and two um, I ended up with four points wow. yeah and Chris and Mend you're both tied at one wait what I had two points going. No. No, you had one point. Oh, it was two, one, and zero. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um... I guess we need... The coin. The coin. Now, I feel that this coin has, statistically speaking, uh, favored Ben more than I. <laughs> I it's, it's more than... It's more like a... It's more a feeling than, than... I mean, you had earlier pick in the draft, so I believe he calls it. Yeah. Do you want to flip it? Okay. Okay. I mean, are we questioning Ben's integrity with the coin? I'm just I know saying. we're not questioning the coin's integrity. No, no, we're not questioning the coin. The coin. The coin. Is integrity. Um, we are uh, questioning the fact that Ben has had this coin his whole life, and maybe he's learned to flip a little good. So okay. I'm going to flip it this time. Yeah, okay. Flip it this away. is my first time. This is the first time anybody but Ben has flipped a coin. I'm pretty excited, actually. <laughs> Podcast history. All right. All right. Ben, call it in the air. Tails. 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 Motherfucker. All right, the finals will be Ben and I. Okay. Well, we got to lock them in here. All right, you have the most points. You go first. Um. I think I'm going to leave Bravely Default on the table because Chris didn't get to finish it. So I don't want to spoil the whole game on pod. <laughs> it's also a tactical move because I didn't get to finish it. You didn't so. get to finish it. Yeah. Um, so you don't know that. Uh, we'll talk about it after, actually. The time it would take for me to explain the ending of that game. It's not like, whoa, but it's 
Can you do it maybe in a brief interpretive dance? Um, okay, so fairy, right? Yeah. Um, fairy that's been following you around the whole game? Jafari, you don't understand. Interpretive dance is not with words. It's an audio format. I have to do something. No, no. It's how about we don't do this? It's for benefit. Okay, how about we don't do this? <laughs> how about we edit this out? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, wanted, I want this on the record. That time that I tried to in- introduce the beautiful art of interpretive dance to our audio-only podcast, and you guys quashed Fine, it. we're doing this. Okay. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Okay, so he's, he says it's like some flight fairy. Oh, he's, he's whispering secrets. Oh, oh, he's brutally murdering something. Oh, nope, nope. I've got it wrong. I've got it wrong. It's just in charades. You just keep dancing. Oh, it's like some weird, like, mothman mask. Oh, whisper, whisper, whisper. Oh, murdering more. More murdering. Oh, oh he's flying. Flying again. Okay. I was whispering and... and oh, more murdering. <laughs> so in that game, you find out that Fairy's been resetting reality on you a bunch, and you play through the game like four or five times. It fast forwards a bunch of it towards the end as you go through alternate realities as she's like destroying the world and eating those realities. And, you know, like, the title, um, there's, like, Bravely Default, and there was that subtitle on the bottom. Once you get to a certain point of the game, the letters change and, like, block out so that it spells out Fairy Lies, and it's really fucking cool. Hmm. <laughs> kind of like Fish and Mailed. <laughs> fish and Mailed, man. All right. What's that? That's from Metal Gear. Metal Gear Solid 2. The, probably the mind-fuckiest Metal Gear Safe to say. Safe to say. Yeah. Um, and that's including... That's including... <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 2 at a certain point tells you to turn off your PlayStation and go outside. Yeah. Um, it tells you to stop playing the game because video games are bad for you. It tells you that if you don't stop playing the game, it's going to delete all your save files. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes it look like it's shutting itself off. Um, stuff starts coming in upside down. Um and you wonder if the game you've been playing has been the game you're playing or a simulation of the game you've been playing. It's a whole thing. Huh. It's real fucky. I love Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm. It got a lot of hate because people didn't like Raiden. But then they made him a badass cyborg ninja and no one cared anymore. <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant game that lampoons its own premise while maintaining... Dead seriousness. Yeah. Okay. It's so you took Bravely ends with Default a sword off the fight table. with the president of the United States. Yeah. You, you took Bravely Default off the table. Oh, I'm taking Final Fantasy VI. Oh, okay. All right. Um, ben, what do you pick? I'll take Fallout New Vegas. Mm. All right. You guys are both going into the fight with something that you you love. Um. And it feels fitting, then, that I get to trivialize it. Oh, great. In favor of the holidays! <laughs> it's the holiday season! The holiday season? Pitch a stocking stuffer for your game's fans. So, in Final Fantasy VI, as in most Final Fantasy games, there are Moogles. And Moogles are adorable. Agreed. Um, you actually get one as a party member. His name is Mog. Um, and he's in your party for a chunk of the game. Uh, probably, I think, like, the back two-thirds of the game he's in your party or something. I don't remember when you get him. If okay. it's before or after the world's destroyed. Um, 
there's also a uh, like maybe like a 15 or 20 minute segment where you control a group of 16 Moogles, split them up into parties, and like they're like saving. I think it's Terra's passed out or Celeste's passed out. I forget which character it was. Someone has passed out, and they're defending the character. And so you've got all these Moogles mm-hmm. running around, and it's awesome. You've just got like all these badass Moogle spear fighters that are just running around. There's a handful of different weapon combinations, but the spear one was always my favorite. Um, and so the stocking stuffers are like, you know, those little like boxes with the things you don't know what's in them mm-hmm. that are like really popular. The little vinyl figures. We're going to do those, but we're going to do plushies in dark bags. So it's like a mystery, which one you get. And it's going to be all the different Moogles from final fantasy six. Um, with the chase rare figure being Umaru, who is the abominable snowman, the actual abominable snowman, who's also a party member. <laughs> um, play Final Fantasy VI. It's awesome. <laughs> All right. So yeah, cute plushies for stockings. That probably already exists. I hope it does. <laughs> yeah, because I'm gonna go buy some like now. All right. See. I'm mad because they actually do make little plushy power armors, and <laughs> now I can't do that because <laughs> of that, that pitch. Um, so, Fallout New Vegas. Part of that game is just how big it is, how many different groups there are to interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many different factions and uh, groups of people, and one of... I think the most fun is uh, Yes Man, voiced by Dave Foley of uh, News Radio and Kids in the Hall fame. And with the wonderful modern world we live in, I am pitching a small little Yes Man who is your new in-home Alexa or uh, uh, Amazon Echo and when you say, yes, man, play, you know, play Fallout New Vegas radio, he says, well, I am forced to do whatever you say, whether I want to or not, and gives you fun little Dave Foley uh, witticisms and comebacks because he has to do whatever you say because he's the yes man. This is a tough one. I think that there are two deciding factors here um to not bury the lead uh this point and the result of this episode goes to drumroll it goes to the moogles of course it goes to the moogles and it goes to the They're moogles because, because jafar picked it and you only vote in favor of jafar that's hey statistically yes <laughs> statistically in this episode you might be onto something however throughout um maybe st- i don't know somebody do some stats and tell us i could but i'm not going to this moment <laughs> uh. but also also because um so number one i i was a final fantasy fan before i was a fallout fan that's not ah. that's not you number two those moogles are actually going to fit into a stocking and i kind of think that yours would be more of like a main main kind of uh like that would be a featured gift so it's not this it's not the you you pitched a strong product i think that uh i think that i just want moogles more 
Yeah, I'm looking at Moogle plushies right now, and they're super cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I guess, uh, like many episodes before, I end uh, this episode wondering if Ben and I will ever be friends again, but... <laughs> <laughs> See, when you guys were wondering if you'd be friends anymore, you just that made you guys always pick each other's answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was um, that was something, wasn't it? That was fun. Yeah, yeah. I, I won I, one. It's been a little bit. I feel like I got shortchanged because I have some really great games on here. Yeah, uh, but well, that's I mean, the way it goes. Well, it's the the game that we play here at Draft the Universe is not about definitively which pick is better it's about the best pitch and it always has been and like hardcore pandering to the judge and hardcore pandering to the judge <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so i mean do i feel that some of the games on your list are better than some of the games on my list for sure uh jedi knight 2 is fun but as a game goes these days it's basically unplayable and yeah. golden sun is one of the best rpgs ever made yeah. i fucking said it so somebody pointed out something to me that um, is worthwhile. Uh, so an honorable mention that we we totally didn't didn't get on, uh, and it's it's arguable as to whether or not we could have included it. But just to like recognize it for like what a great game it is, fucking Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like yeah, just, I guess it's an RPG. It didn't even occur to me to count it as an RPG. To be perfectly it's, honest, it's kind of it's close. It's on it's on the it's on yeah, the, but but yeah, I mean. It is as much of an RPG as Skyrim is. Yeah. And Horizon Zero Dawn is... Do you, do you level up in that game? Yeah. Oh, okay. I forgot if it was... It's got a level cap of 50. It's okay. not even like it's a slow level cap. Yeah. Um, with, like, abilities and gear, cap, all yeah, kinds of stuff. Gear. It's, um, it's got every feature you would expect in a traditional RPG that is released on the current system, the current generation system. Yeah, it's I remember upgrading world. my my weapons. I didn't remember leveling up, but yeah, it's in there. Yeah, that is a super fun game. Yeah, no, I loved that game. Yeah, it was great. I never went back. I got the DLC, but I never went back and played it. I really need to do that at some point. I think that like experiencing the game in one arc, like just like because I think I I think I I beat it in like maybe four or five days. Yeah, and just like getting to just go through the story of it just in one like uninterrupted burst was great and i just don't want to go back to it yeah so, yeah my issue is that um my save is on a new game plus in hard mode oh okay and hard mode is f i'm like on very hard or something i'm on it is not fucking around mode <laughs> and i'm too low level to do the dlc but i don't want to play the rest of the game i yeah. just want to go to the dlc i really need to just see if i've got an old save booted up and yeah sure. anyways okay well in, in a rare uh, instance, somebody other than Jafar is picking the topic for next yeah. week. Yeah. Ben, it's on you. What are we drafting? I think we are going back to basics, back to the things that define us, back to the moments that those things were first created. We're drafting inventions. Now Sounds picture fun. me just standing with Tesla coils arcing behind me. <laughs> okay. Excellent. <laughs> Okay. You got, got any more? Nope. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> Let's wrap it up then. <laughs> All right.
Thanks as always to the Kickstand Band for our theme song, How It Feels. You can find their music at thekickstandband.bandcamp.com. Makes a great stocking stuffer. And feel free to shoot us an email at drafttheuniverse@gmail.com. Feel free to let us know, uh, you know, what you thought about our picks and our pitches. Let us know what what stocking stuffers you would want from Draft the Universe. And join the conversation at facebook.com/draftthuniverse. I don't think any of us have posted to Twitter yet, have we? Fuck. Nobody has tweeted us. No tweet one, at us. If you tweet us, we'll tweet you back. Otherwise, I'm going to stop adding Twitter to the end of this thing. Um, and or you could just start posting to the Twitter. Yeah, mm-hmm. That involves logging onto Twitter. Yeah. Twitter scares me, guys. It's yeah. it's a cesspool. It's, it's gotten real bad. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, and use the hashtag Draft the Universe. We'll see you next week, guys. Bye, Internet. Bye, Bye. Internet. You are transported through magics into your game. How do you survive? Jafar. I mean, I believe through magics was supposed to be intensified given the floral writing. (laughs) (laughs) I would say that it's kind of slightly, slightly italic at best, Ben. I don't know if floral is a word I would apply to this. It's got all the (laughs) loop-de-loops. (laughs) <laughs> the loops are important. <laughs> All right, let me let you me have to pronounce the loop de loops, Chris. Okay, okay, okay. I'll take I'll take it again. All right, right. <laughs>